Hi everybody, this is John with Out of Character. Today I wanted to talk about a new game that I just got my hands on, uh, the Star Wars Destiny Dice and Card game from Fantasy Flight. I just bought the I just bought the starter set for myself not too long ago. I had a chance to look it over, and I just kind of wanted to share my thoughts with it because I know people might be curious about it. So before jumping into anything with the mechanics, just want to kind of talk about the components. Now, obviously, I'm going to be talking about the ones that came with my starter set. I, I bought the one that comes with Ray and Finn and BB-8. There is the second one that comes with uh, Kylo Ren and a First Order Stormtrooper. I'm sure they'll do more as time goes on, so please keep in mind this is when the game was new and there were only two starter sets that were out. I do want to say the components that are here are great. So the game does use both dice and card. Dice themselves are six-siders. They're larger. They have rounded edges. If you've ever seen a picture of the dice online or anything like that, I, when I saw them, I thought that they would have, like, stickers or something that I thought would be a really bad idea because I was worried they would just peel off over time or, like, get worn down and messed up. They're, like, worked into the die, so they don't peel off. You don't have to worry about, like, accidentally, like, ripping them off or something like that. I like the fact that they're larger because in some games that use these, like in Dice Masters, the dice are like really, really tiny, which annoys me because one, it's just harder to read what's going on. And two, if they roll off the table, it's really, it can be difficult to find them. If you're playing in a, in like a store setting or something like that or someone else's house, potentially they get lost and it's not like you, you know, you're vacuuming up a, a few days later and you find the thing. It could be gone forever. So. I like that. And since they're a bit bigger, it's just easier to convey the, the information that you need off of it. Like, oh, I rolled this die and I do plus, you know, I have, I have some range damage that I can do. The cards are very nice as well. The, the quality of the art's exceptional. I, the, the thing that I really like is I feel like rather than just kind of like being static cards, they feel like they're capturing moments from the Star Wars universe. The, like the card for Dodge, you have a Rodian jumping behind a, it looks like a table or something in a cantina and, you know, dodging ladies, dodging blaster fire and firing back the card, for example, of take cover. You have a, looks like a female bounty hunter or a soldier or something like that, hiding from stormtroopers behind this pillar. They're opening fire. There's tie fighters cruising through the sky. The art's just really, really good. And it's, it's a, it's a great way to kind of make these cards feel like something beyond just being like, Oh, here's the mechanic. Um, my favorite one, I think, is Heroism, which is card 117. Uh, just for the art, you have like this, you have a Jedi character. I think it's Qui-Gon Jinn who is squaring off with this Trandoshan who's just leaping through the air with like a, a weapon in his hands and like the whole platform behind him is exploding. And it's just, it's a really dynamic pose. The cards themselves are just very well laid out. The, what they do is explain like take cover, for example. Give a character one shield. Simple. Some of them are more complex than that, obviously, but I like that it's it's straightforward for the most part. Sometimes, you know, those cards can be very, very confusing to read through. And I like that they want the extra mile and went with something that's dynamic and interesting as far as what the artwork represents, rather than just being like, here's a card, that's what it does, and go on. Oh, another cool thing, as far as the starter sets, if you're considering buying one, they come with a, a slotted backing for the dice, uh, so it'll hold all the dice that you have at the beginning of the game, and if you decide that you do want to continue playing and get more stuff, more boosters, there there are extra spots for more dice. So it's not one of those things where you buy the starter set and immediately need to go buy a storage device to hold everything. You can use this, I would say, if you're playing casually, this would 
hold enough dice for quite a long while. If you buy like one starter pack a month, there's you won't need one for quite a long while. That depends on how many you're buying and you know how into the game you are, of course. So components wise, fantastic game. Really like that aspect of it. it. It's what you expect from Fantasy Flight. Oh, they generally pretty much always are producing things that are high quality in terms of the production value, and that is true here as it is with most of their products. So let's talk about the mechanics. What am I doing? In this game, you're taking control of characters from the Star Wars universe, the good guys, the bad guys, and the people who fall somewhere in between. The idea is to win, you have to knock out the other, you know, you reduce the other player's health to zero. So you defeat all of the opponent's characters. The other way for the game to end is if your opponent has no cards in their hand and deck at the end of a round, they lose and you win. If you would both win this way, then the player who controls the battlefield wins. So there is kind of like you want to have a decent number of cards. Uh, there is a deck limit. So the starter set comes with 20 cards, so it is scaled down. The standard size is 30 cards, which is the maximum you can have. You cannot have duplicate heroes. So you can have, you know, one Han Solo, one Princess Leia, one Rey, one Finn, one Darth Darth Vader. You can't have multiples. Um, the other thing to keep in mind when you're looking at which characters to build your team with is you can't have... Each of them is marked as either a hero, a villain, or a neutral character. Heroes have to be teamed with heroes. Villains have to be teamed with villains. Neutral characters can be teamed with either. You're also able to determine the cost. Finn and Ray, for example, the ones that came with the star set I have, they both have 10 health. The characters are pretty straightforward. They each have abilities like, for example... Ray's ability is uh, after you play an upgrade on this character, you may take an additional action. Finn's ability is that you can attach any weapon to this character, ignoring play restrictions, meaning you can include red villain weapons and vehicles in your deck. So Finn, because he is a former stormtrooper, he's been trained to use their weapons and TIE fighters and things like that. So he kind of breaks that first rule that I just told you uh, a little bit, because you can include bad guy stuff in your deck when you have Finn. So that's kind of cool. I like that he has the ability to do that. Um, the other really interesting cards are, of course, the battlefields. So this isn't just taking place in some amorphous aspect of the Star Wars universe. You're going to be battling it out in iconic places, like the Starship Graveyard is one in such example. The Starship Graveyard is uh, that planet Jakku that we saw in Force Awakens. What you're going to do is you and your opponent are both going to have a battlefield. The At the beginning of the game, you're going to roll dice. You have a roll-off to determine, and you will use the battlefield of the higher roller. Now, in this early phase of the game, you're pro- you may not see too many battlefields floating around out there, but you know, depending on what your strategy is, uh, for example, with Jakku, when you claim this battlefield, which is an action you can take, you choose a support or an upgrade card in your discard pile, and you place it on top of your deck. So it lets you basically get back stuff that's been discarded and reuse it. The thing that I really like about this game as compared to other card games is the turn is very, very simple. In a lot of games, what a turn is is just this huge number of things going on. On your turn, you can take one action. The actions are playing a card from your hand, which your heroes are already out at the start of the game. So you don't have to worry about, like, I didn't get Ray or I didn't get Finn, and I was playing with one hero or I wasn't getting them here. They're already out. They're already active. Everything you're doing is just to support them 
and to improve on what they're doing and decide what they're doing as you're playing out your game. You can activate a character or support. So when we're saying you're activating a character or support, you basically are just rolling the dice. So you would exhaust the card, which is you just turn it sideways, saying, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna activate Finn. Okay, so we roll Finn, we roll Finn, and Finn has one range damage. So then you're adding the dice that you just rolled to your dice pool. You don't necessarily get to do anything. You don't get to do anything with that right then and there. But you have dice to work with now. You have it's like, oh, in my next turn, I can do something with that. You can resolve. So that's the next thing. So let's say my turn it comes back to me. Nothing happened. I still have this dice in my pool. You can resolve your dice, which means you do what the dice say. In this instance, Finn has one range damage, so I would do one range damage to the opposing one of the opposing character, one of the opposing characters. Uh, you can discard a card to reroll dice. So I have, you know, I have my cards in my hand. I'm looking, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't have what I need. I, I want to try to get the millennium. I want to try to get. The, the the one damage isn't going to help me. I need I need shields, which are you okay? So shields basically are just buffers that add onto your health, um, and the tokens that come with them look like little Mandalorian or stormtrooper helmets. You might be like, I want shields, or I want close combat damage, or I want resources, which that's what you're using to buy stuff. Like you want to be able to like I want to be able to buy lightsabers, or I want to be able to, you know, use use this other card. Oh, I have used the force, but I don't have any resources. You can try and re-roll and, and get a different thing. So you're discarding cards to get the option to re-roll dice. You can use a card action. So card actions are like, remember we were talking about take cover? You're like, okay, I'm going to play take cover. It, it doesn't cost me anything, and I, get, I give a, one, a character one shield. So maybe I decide, like, I'm like, I don't want Ray to get damaged, so I'm going to give Ray one shield. Uh, and you can claim the battlefield, which that's what we talked about before, where you're saying, like, okay, now's a really good time. Let's say it's later on in the game, and I I had the Millennium Falcon out at one point, and that was discarded, and I want to get that back. I can claim Jakku, I can claim the battlefield, and I'll I'll get the Millennium Falcon back, which will help me, because it goes to the top of my deck. So I can, when I draw back up to my five cards... I'll have a better chance at, you know, utilizing it, hopefully. After you, you can pass, you don't have to take an action. When both players have passed consecutively, there's an upkeep phase to prepare for the next game round. So what happens during the upkeep is you get all your exhausted cards are ready, so you turn them back up. Um, you're going to get two resources, so you're always getting, you're going, you're getting a continual stream of resources to, to do something with. You're not just going to be like, I never rolled what I needed to get resources, so I could never use the cards. And you discard any number of cards. You can discard any number of cards from your hand. You discard any number of cards from your hand, then you redraw until you have five cards. So let's talk about the support cards. Support cards are basically, they're kind of like the secondary units, um, like BB-8. So I got BB-8. I got him out in the game. I got it out in the game, I should say. BB-8's ability. So BB-8 does have a die. The support characters do... Support a lot. Of, it seems like the support characters do come with die, uh, so you can it, it functions much the same way. You can roll one of your die. Um, in the example of BB-8, he has a special symbol, so it's like re-roll this die and one of your other dice. Do not remove this die from your pool after resolving this ability. So let's say I'm like I don't want to discard that card. I really wish I hadn't gotten resources. I could have used like some damage at this moment. Okay, BB-8's gonna roll. 
And I can reroll Finn's die as well. I reroll both of them. And oh, I got two resources. Great. Perfect. That's exactly what you wanted. That gives you a big influx. It gives you kind of like a chance to get something you might need. The upgrades are pretty straightforward. You're basically spending resources to get weapons and equipment and things that are going to make your character better. Blasters, uh, uh, lightsabers, rays, staff is one of them. And then there's event cards. So the event cards are the most straightforward ones. They do have a resource cost attached to them. uh, Some of them do, some of them don't. They don't seem like they're terribly expensive. Usually a lot. I think like the highest cost one I have is like three. I don't know if there's going to be any that cost more than that down the road. You're you're just basically like, okay, I'm going to play this card. I'm going to play Scavenge. Uh, Discard the top three cards of your deck. Then you may add an upgrade or support card from your discard pile to your hand. It's, you know, basically the Jakku deck is basically get a lot of upgrades and support stuff. And then you just keep doing it. So that, I mean, that's it. Those are your actions. It's pretty straightforward. You're just, you know, going through the turn. Okay, I, I've used all my heroes. I've rolled all my dice. I've, I've done everything I can do. There's nothing else that I can do. I don't have any more cards to play, or I don't have any more cards that I want to play right now. And then you draw back up. And play continues until someone manages to knock out the other characters, or there's no heroes left on the table. There is a whole section about customization, and that's when we get into, like, secondary market stuff. A lot of people are, like, kind of like, oh, this is going to be terrible because it's Star Wars and people are going to be really into this game. It's going to be hard to put a game together. You can, I, I promise, you can buy this starter set and have fun with this as long as you like these characters. I bought some of the boosters. I was not... Disappoint. I, I got the Millennium Falcon. I bought five boosters, and I got the Millennium Falcon in one of them. Is that luck? Sure, absolutely. But I think that with the number of cards that are in the game right now, you you can have fun without having to break the bank on on buying boosters or the secondary market. I I would say if you're casually into this game and you're not into the starter, if I would say buy the starter sets. If you're not into the starter set characters that are out right now, if you're like I didn't like the Force Awakens. Just wait. I'm sure they'll do a classic starter set, like with like Han Solo and Chewbacca, or Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, or something like that. I would say just wait until they do that, and you know, buy, maybe buy a couple boosters just to flesh things out, flush things out a bit. You know, kind of beef up your stuff so you're not just like I have the bare minimum because the starter comes with 20 cards, and the standard game is 30. So if you buy two boosters, you have 30 cards. Um, now keeping in mind. That rule about, you know, heroes have to be with heroes and all that good stuff. I really, really like this game. I, I think that it's it's just strategic enough that I think hardcore, like, serious gamers who want to build a deck that's a specific, like, I want to build, like, a scavenger deck can have a lot of fun with it. I think that people who just like Star Wars and are, you know, you know in- inclined to play a dice-rolling card game like this will enjoy it for the theme and for the the lore that is present here. I think that it's something that you can play with a younger game, a younger age gamer, because it's not one of those things where it's just like you're chaining stuff in such a way that the other person has no chance to do anything, because you only get that one action. Barring that you're playing cards or anything that gives you bonus, you know, extra actions and things like that, you have a finite number of things you can do in a turn. It's like okay, I'm gonna roll Finn's die. Okay, you're done. That's it. That unless you're playing, unless you have something, unless there's an ability or a card or something that lets you take extra stuff, that's it. You activated your die. You're done. Play goes to the next person. 
Now, I can't do anything with what I just rolled immediately. I have to wait. So that gives you, as the opposing player, a chance to be like, I can try to take away what he just got, or I can try to build on myself. You might decide that it's like, ah, he's got a resource. I'm not worried about resource, or he's got damage. I'm It's early in game. I have a lot of health. I'm not worried about that. Yes, there is that thing of, like, you want to try to keep the opponent from getting a lot of stuff. But if that's all you're doing, you're never going to be building anything yourself. So you're, he, that, that person's going to be one card away from being like, well, I have three resource and I get stuff. Um, and because they have the upkeep phase and things like that where you're getting those resources, there's only so much you can do. You can delay them. It's like, oh, well, you took away my one resource. Okay, fine. That stinks. I, 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 I wish I'd had that. Oh, well, I got two resources anyway, so I'm still going to get to play that card that I wanted to play. Um, it get, it get, it gets rid of a lot of the really garbage aspect of card games like dice games where it's like I didn't get that card that I wanted or yes there there's a chance because the because the deck sizes are smaller um, than a lot of those games there's you're gonna see the cards you want coming up a lot more frequently it's not like oh I never I never rolled what I needed on the die to get resources so I could use this card y- you're gonna get resources resources are gonna come in so that's also good if you're a Star Wars fan I would say check this game out. If you are a fan of just really well-designed, well-put-together games, definitely check it out. If you're concerned because you're, you're worried about, like, the collectible aspect of it and the secondary market, don't, don't go into any of that stuff. Don't, don't, I, I, the secondary market for gaming stuff in general is insane. As a rule, try to avoid it. Don't, if you're someone who's, like, gonna play at the competitive level, that's a whole, this is for, this review is for people who are into the game to have fun. Not to go on a circuit or a tour or anything like that. If you want to try to put together a specific kind of deck, like, uh, you know, like, I really want to get the Millennium Falcon. I really want to get Captain Phasma or, uh, you know, any of those characters. Any of the care, any of the stuff that's legendary. Yes, you're going to need to buy boosters or you're going to need to trade with people. I don't think that, I, I would say don't try to put together one specific kind of deck. If you really have a character out there that you like and you want to try to add that to your deck, Buy the boosters that are out. If you want to get into building out and, you know, trying to get more stuff, then, you know, have fun with it and just be reasonable about it. If someone's trying to gouge you, then just, you know, don't, don't go in for it. Don't let, don't let the secondary market for a game ruin the game for you. So those are just my general thoughts. Uh, I've, I, again, really, I'm really pleased with this. It's really well put together. I really think that people can have a lot of fun with it, and I just enjoy it in general. If you're curious about the game or you want to check out... The only thing that I will say, as far as the starter set packaging goes, the cards that come with it, there's a little indented bit of plastic where the cards go in on the front. And in the packaging, you aren't going to see it. It's inside the box. So... When you take it out, you take your cards out there, and you're like, okay, I got my cards, I'm good to go. And then it's like, wait a minute. Getting the cards to go back into that thing, they they fall, I, I don't know, I hate that. I, I wish, because, like, the cards are going to be harder to keep track of, because they're not going to stay in there nice and neat. There's more potential for them to get messed up. They do also include a nice little card that has what actions you can take, and the very, what the symbols mean, and all that. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to bore you guys with mechanics, if you're curious about the game, I do encourage you to, you know, find a friend, check out your local game store, see if they have a, a, a circuit, any kind of, like, regular Star Wars night. The, the stores near me seem to be catching on at this game. People are buying the boosters and a lot. 
and uh, everyone's really excited to try it. So sorry if this bored you folks. We'll have some more actual play stuff for you soon. Until next time, this is John with Out of Character saying bye and have a nice day and be safe. Play lots of games.